0: Welcome to Markets Now, I'm Michelle Rourke with Kevin Good with Cattle Facts and uh, let's talk just a little bit about, uh, we come off of the semi-annual cattle inventory report, one of the smallest herds in 73 years yeah. and so you know, what does that mean in terms of herd rebuilding, Where does it mean we're not seeing any?
1: We're not seeing it yet. Unfortunately, as we think about this past 12 months, we've been dry enough. About a third of the cow herd has been in drought conditions in, in 2023, and so that needs to change You know, before we can start seeing some expansion. Calf values, you know, this year we're forecasting them to be close to $3. That should be some economic incentive, but at the same time, we look at cow slaughter last year. The culling rate was less than 2022 but it's still over 12 percent so that needs to get back closer to nine percent before we can say that we're starting to expand on the cow side and then on the heifer side we still got a pile of heifers on feed you know 40 percent of the on-feed population is heifers and that number needs to be back closer to 34 35 percent before you can really say that you're truly Expanding on the heifer side too.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And then the mm. calf crop was what, the smallest since 1941, mm. so that's a pretty yeah. small number too, wasn't
1: it? It definitely is. And so, you know, that bodes well for prices, obviously, but uh, as you think about the the players in the system, so to speak, you know, you've got feed yard capacity that's not going to be utilized over the next couple of years because of tighter supplies, and that'll be a challenge for packing capacity too, because there'll be more shackle space than, than cattle.
0: No doubt. So, Kevin, as we look at the drought areas, um, weather's going to be a big determinant in terms of how fast we can rebuild this herd, and what do you see?
1: Yeah, You know, Matt Makins is doing the weather forecast for us, and, and he would suggest, unfortunately, that we've had a wetter period here the last six to nine months, that we'll transition back into a drier period by the second half of this year. So that that's kind of that's a headwind. And so, from a long term perspective, until that changes, it will be a slower process to rebuild this herd.
0: Talk about some of the other reluctancies that we see among producers in terms of trying to expand yeah, it. It is. You
1: know, we think about the age of the producer, that's a big part of it. You know, the ca- average cattle producer is getting up in, in years. Uh, cost of capital, high interest rates, you know, that's a headwind. Availability for labor is huge. You know, it's, it's hard to find labor. And so that's, those are some factors that we see, you know, urban sprawl as far as alternative uses for land. There's a lot of things there that really are a headwind as far as building the herd. Do we think we'll build the herd back up? Yes, we do. But it's just gonna take longer to get that done.
0: No doubt. and. When we look at some of the expansion efforts, I mean, it really also depends on if you have kids that can come back, maybe, Absolutely. and take over that operation. Eps- right?
1: Eps- Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Think about changing the generations. Right now, a lot of, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of the younger folks don't want to go back to the ranch, and, and, and so because of that, you're seeing a lot of ranches or family operations that are changing hands, and I, unfortunately, that's a, a big headwind as far as expanding.
0: So let's talk about price projections um, that you're going to be releasing here at the meeting. What are you seeing for Fed prices?
1: You know, Fed prices, we look at them this past year, in 2023, we averaged 175. We're suggesting we'll average 184 or 185 this year, so about a dime higher. And really, it's a function of tighter supplies, still strong demand, although we're just a little bit nervous about demand because of our price point compared to pork and poultry and then continued stronger leverage because we've got tighter supplies.
0: What about on the feeder side?
1: On the feeder cattle, we would suggest 240, 250 on an eight weight is where we'll end up this year. So substantially higher than last year. And so you know, obviously as all prices move higher, you know, the, 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 the margin in the system, particularly for the feeder and then also a stock operator, probably going to be a little bit more narrow this year than last year because the calf market's probably gonna go up the most. Yeah.
0: Replacements are gonna be a tough thing here Mm -hmm. in terms of buying those replacements to put Mm -hmm. in there. So where are break-evens at at this point?
1: Well, you know, as we speak, you've got a lot of cattle on feed for the first quarter that have break-evens above 190 to 195. We're betting on the come as we came into this year. Those cattle more than likely will lose some money. Cattle that are being placed today to go against the summer, kind of 180 to 185 is their break even. And as we suggested, that's where we think the average price is going to be this year. So feed yards made a lot of money last year on average. This year, it's going to be a thinner margin. How much is the
0: lower corn prices helped out
1: on uh, those break evens? It's been tremendous. You know, you just think about we've got corn going into the bunk today that's $2 a bushel cheaper than it would have been 12 and 18 months ago. So you know, that's $140, $150 a head less cost just because of grain values.
0: So how long of a tail do you think this cycle has? How long are we going to see these good prices yeah. and is this, can we compare it to
1: 2014-15? Uh, to us it's a poor comparison and there's a lot of things that are different between 14 and 15 That cycle we turned on a dime, we had good moisture, high prices, and so we did expand very quickly. We don't see that taking place this time. We see slower expansion, so supplies will stay tighter longer as we go over the next three to four years. Also during that time frame, if we remember back to in 2010 and 2015, we lost quite a few packing plants. Right now we're starting to build more packing plants, so the leverage component will continue to favor the cattle producer longer in this cycle. So, you know, tightest supplies are still three years in front of us. And so we would suggest that supply, prices will stay strong at least through that long and then even longer just because of the changes. It's gonna be a slower buildup this time.
0: So a longer tail on this one, obviously.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So that supply side is just one part of the equation. What about demand? Yeah. Do we think demand's gonna keep pace? Yeah,
1: we do, although we are a little concerned. You think about the overall economy, it's still, still decent, you know, people are employed. Interest rates—they're high. You know, you consumer doesn't—they've they, got a lot of debt, credit card debt. They haven't saved money. They've spent all their COVID bucks, and so we do have a consumer out there that maybe is just a little fragile. But they're employed. As long as they're employed, they're still going to—they're going to continue to consume. The challenge we have, though, is we've our prices have gone up substantially faster than pork and poultry. That's good for our demand, you know, in the rear view mirror, but going forward, that is a little bit of a headwind. We need the other proteins to catch up a little bit. So we can't push prices much higher until they come along for the ride, so to speak. Is there still plenty of dollars there for us? Yes, there is, but that is a little bit of a headwind right now.
0: And risk management. Talk about that and what
1: producers should be doing right yeah, now. Yeah, t- well obviously if we if somebody has the resources, we'd like them to expand. You know, we think there's opportunities there for a profit as we go over the next three to five years. Uh, from a risk management standpoint, more of options, LRPs, protecting the downside, leaving some of the top side open.
0: Okay, well, it's always a pleasure to visit with you here at the uh, CattleCon 2024. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ed, for joining us. That is Kevin Good with Cattle Facts.
1: And this is Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rock.